0: You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reasons. I, I can't I hear you well. Hi, this is Danny Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The cult movie podcast. The biggest men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't piss on hospitality. I'm on it.
1: Proudly Resents, proudlyresents.com, is Adam Spiegel, and I'm here with Rob Logan from the Geek Generation podcast, thanks so much for coming on the show, thanks for having me, there's a delay on the video, so I really can't watch it, so like, oh no, no, I'm like what's wrong with this guy, he doesn't talk back, he just, <laughs> the voice just comes out, uh, we are on Skype, uh, Rob's got a very professional looking studio, which I'm guessing is your bedroom with a really nice background or something,
0: Uh, this is my living room slash studio, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So it is a room in my apartment for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, mine is my uh, bedroom. Yeah. Rob was cool enough to pick uh, the movie Gleaming the Cube from 1989, Christian Slater. Why did you pick this film for us to
0: talk about? Uh, well, you, you said to pick a bad movie, which I know for a fact that it is absolutely a bad movie, but at the same time, it's one of those bad movies that I unapologetically love at the same time. What is it that you love about the film? I think it was maybe my obsession with the skateboard culture when I was younger because I wanted so badly to be one of them and knew that it was never going to happen. Did you ever skate at all? I played around with it a little bit, and it was one of those things that was just on the edge of a little too dangerous for a kid like me. Like I would climb anything and like jump off this or that, but putting a piece of wood with wheels on it underneath my feet was like crossing the line.
1: I couldn't get, I can get the idea of sitting on it and riding downhill like that I could do and, yeah. and the video game skate or die. I spent a lot of quarters <laughs> on that. I could do that all day long.
0: But, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. But actually skate. Now I had no idea. So you brought it up. I heard of the film. People have mentioned it, that this was not a sci-fi movie. It's, no, no. It sounds like it would be, but it's totally not. Who is the guy who insisted on this name? And like, probably to this day, so I swear to God, Gleaming the Cube is what you should have called a skating movie that had nothing to
0: do in a time when they made a ton of sci-fi movies. Yeah. The, uh, the name or the Gleaming the Cube actually phrase, I guess came up in an interview in Thrasher magazine, which was a skateboard centric type magazine. And some interviewer asked it and. It was a nonsense phrase that has now developed like a meaning. Like it, I went on Urban Dictionary to see exactly what it meant because I didn't know either, even after watching this. And it says, to push yourself to dangerous new limits, hence being outside of the cube and able to polish it, creating the gleaming effect.
1: Well, first of all, uh, Urban Dictionary, uh, they have their own spelling techniques because it says, push yourself two words in seatbelt.
0: So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the example they give is driving without a seat belt at five miles an hour in an empty car
0: park. <laughs> i really don't
1: understand that either no
0: not at all it seems a little bit sarcastic in definition
1: yeah unless there's just a really
0: terrible speller who's scared to leave his house yeah i have to say just kind of a nonsensical point here for people listening to this uh turn your bass up because this is the most <laughs> like bassy <laughs> two voices you're ever going to get on a podcast
1: or you know what you should do really is go you can do a 1.5 speed on your uh podcast app so then yeah. we we'll
0: both sound normal there you go that'll huh? just levelize yeah totally are there
1: podcasts you do that too because i do that to a lot of podcasts
0: no, I, I, I don't know. I feel like as a podcaster myself, I feel like I'm, uh, some, I'm messing with their material in a way if I do that.
1: Oh, no, I feel it's weird when I don't do it. Or, I, or oh, really?
0: if they have a guest that talks
1: normally, I'll, I'll be like, why is this guy talking so fast? Oh, it's me. <laughs> I, I thought it was a sci-fi movie or uh, a ripoff on like E.T. or Mac and Me. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. McDonald's yeah. movie. So I thought that was like a bad Mac and Me ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> one of the reasons I avoided it.
0: And what is the plot of this film? so the plot here is just so 80s and so convoluted i mean uh it really like in the real world this this doesn't happen it's one of those kind of scenarios so christian slater is a skateboarder he's one of those generic like shirk authority types uh he has a vietnamese adopted brother who works for a vietnamese anti-communist relief fund which feels so dated at this point is also in a video store Yeah, inside of a video store, he does this, like, book management of this communist relief fund. And uh, he ends up finding some problems with the numbers, which leads to exposing that they're actually selling weapons and not shipping medical supplies. And they accidentally kill him, which is even better than really killing him (laughs) and make it look like a suicide. And now Christian Slater has to go on a mad tear and avenge his brother and find out what really happened.
1: I love that it's so important to have a white guy as a lead that they're going to make him adopted so they can keep this communist <laughs> plot going, you know. Totally, uh, yeah. totally. And he's always on a laptop.
0: You know? Oh, yeah, and, and what a laptop that was.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's like
0: a vending yeah. machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had a little flip-top screen and everything. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was great. He comes home from school, and he opens up the laptop. He goes in the bedroom, opens up the laptop. Yeah. Yeah, and so he, the guy loves... Uh, very slow internet
0: or just, I don't know, playing Pong, wherever he can. And the the visual dichotomy that they have to show all the time, like having the room almost split in half, it looks like a two-faced type idea, like Christian Slater's just posters all over the wall. He's throwing stuff onto his brother's side of the room. He immediately throws all stuff back and has to wipe off his bedspread and everything. Like, no, I'm neat in Vietnamese. The stereotypes are just ramping through this.
1: And his brother's, uh, the adopted brother's bedspread is like, is that an Asian symbol? Is that, or right. is that just <laughs> what you got at the store that looks Asian-ish or Asian? I
0: think they put so many stereotypes in the movie that even if it wasn't an Asian symbol, we're interpreting it as such. At this point It's from the Asian-ish section of Z Gallery It's basically a bedspread Rorschach test And now we're seeing Asian symbols all over it We're totally racist yeah, <laughs> So
1: he is adopted by a white family But completely decides not to assimilate Because he's working at the no. video store He's dating you know, an, an Asian woman as well
0: Yeah, the only job he could get was in Chinatown Apparently
1: Right where this video store is Yeah, And I don't sound racist, but the guy's voice In the video store sounded dubbed in the beginning I was like, did you really have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: totally did. Absolutely, I agree. The same guy who chose the bed bedsheets chose the dubbing. The, this movie, too, just reeks of 80s. Granted, it's 89, so it's kind of at the end of all of that as the 90s ago. And there are some influences of the 90s for sure. But, I mean, the intro title sequence where you see everybody's name with, like, the neon highlights underneath, and then there's a, a song where they actually sing Gleaming the Cube. Those are two marks of a clear 80s movie. You mean
1: the guy who wrote the song It's like... I don't. What are you working on? I don't know. The gleaming the cube. I have no idea. Just keep saying that over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I think because it's '89, they finally caught up with all the '80s stereotypes, or they finally got it right. You know, the neon and the hair and the music. So they're like, let's just do it one more time. Let's. Uh, oh yeah, they had a checklist years. at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one was wearing Vans, or maybe they were. And I didn't see it, but checkered Vans would have been speaking
0: time. of which now that's that's part of my obsession with the skate culture is i'm still a guy who wears vans in my 30s so you know it, it, it's not going away anytime soon what about
1: chuck taylor's do you wear those or is it Vans? i was
0: never a chuck taylor's guy i don't feel like i had the the proper cushioning inside of it but I, vans all the way yeah vans are at least good sneakers chuck taylor's
1: really is like a piece of cardboard and it takes 12 right. hours to put on so i don't know what <laughs> totally. the of those are uh yeah grow up okay um five buy, <laughs> <laughs> buy barrel loafers something <laughs> but so they think his brother killed himself because he's hanging in the, they, they accidentally kill him and they hang him from a motel which i guess right. a high school kid got a hotel room you know this makes no sense but the cops no. are buying it for a bit i would kill myself too if i had to share a room with a bad jack nicholson impersonator
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a, a hallmark of christian slater and it's one that i absolutely love at this point i mean uh, he's he's so doesn't hold it back at all whatsoever. To this day, he still does it. Like I watch him, I watch anything he does too. Like he's just one of my favorites, and uh, he's on the show Mister Robot right now. That's absolutely fantastic, actually. So people should check that out.
1: But yeah, it is funny. It's like, what are you doing here? This is such a good show. Or I know it takes you out of it for a second. Oh, Christian Slater's
0: <laughs> here. Oh hey man, yeah, I know you. I'm like, when is this gonna get canceled? Oh, they got a season two already. <laughs> this is blowing everything away. But he got it's fired. all out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you don't
1: know what the film is because it opens up with the, the great title sequence, but also these skating kids going um, on a plane looking for pools to to ride. The gleam, yeah, the cube, as the kids say or say, yeah.
0: And a, where are they getting that money, and how did that not just pay for the gas? Like, how's that pilot making a profit off of this whatsoever?
1: Well, Pizza Hut. There's a oh, yeah. there's a big tie in the Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's this movie. true. In fact, the Pizza Hut car at one point comes to save the day. It, it does rides on the street.
0: Yeah, Pizza Hut is the hero of pizza places.
1: And then one of the great lines is um, they're arguing, and he says, uh, "Don't give me a handjob, jerk off." Yeah, <laughs> one of the classic. I mean, that must be in Urban Dictionary. It's so
0: bad. Yeah. Oh, it's it's it is the best line in the movie. And if I had last words, that's those are my last words. We'll be, don't give me because I job. just want to emulate that guy so
1: badly. <laughs> Uh, so there's a big plot, and of course, the Mr. Big is uh, this evil white dude. Yep. And you don't know if he wanted to kill him, or he wasn't again. He was shocked, but he feel like he, he killed another guy instantly without even thinking.
0: Yeah, like, he had a very odd reaction to, like... an Maybe because it was accidental, and or maybe because he didn't get to do it. He was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> was I guy. thought it... <laughs> i get to do the killing when did you take that away from me i'm the boss you gotta you gotta
1: check with me first so we, yeah. But he yeah he winds up getting killed so but the cop i love the cop in the movie uh he's manny from uh scarface yeah and he's the cool cop investigating
0: this he's got the chinos and the mc hammer pants and he flicks ears continuously oh
1: yeah he's fucking with christian slater
0: <laughs> yeah awesome. the whole time like, what cop is allowed to do that? If, if you did that now, he'd be like, oh, I'm pressing charges. That was blatant assault on my ear from your fingers.
1: Oh, it would be on it'd be on YouTube. It would be a huge hit. Cop flicks ears. <laughs> so, this will make you cry.
0: And as an actor, that guy, too, uh, the whole time, like, anytime you look at his face, it looks like he's on the verge of cracking up. Like, he's just holding it in. Like, he knows what movie he's in, yeah. and he's trying to just restrain himself. When he got there and there wasn't an alien puppet, he's like, oh, there's something going
1: on here. Yeah, gonna yeah. going to fuck around until this is done. Uh, <laughs> It's like a western meets a skate movie meets a buddy cop film because Christian totally. and this cool cop, he's like the cool substitute cop. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they solve this crime together, but you get so Christian Slater goes to his brother's grave and says he's going to avenge his death. Yeah, yeah, but why is his brother Asian? Why is that just to get the communist plot
0: in there? Is that? I guess so. There's really nothing aside from that unless the director was like, well, I have all these stereotypes that I've been trying to fit into a movie for so long. I mean, let's give him an adopted Vietnamese brother, and then we can play the he's not Chinese or Japanese card, even though someone blatantly says in this movie, I couldn't believe it. They all look alike. They actually wedge that into this. Who, who I, it said was, that?
1: Was it a cop or...
0: Uh, it was the uh the landlord of the hotel that the the Vietnamese kid died in. So when the cops show up and they're interviewing him, and uh, he was like, "Oh, this Chinese kid over here," and then uh, the good cop was like, "Oh, he's Vietnamese," and they, well, they all look alike, don't they, buddy? <laughs>
1: like, whoa, <laughs> oh, Jesus, hey, yeah. His backstory is that he uh, he's a good guy. If you go into, they did a spinoff film. You have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cleaning Room Twelve. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Slater starts to investigate the murder of his brother, and he even goes up to the cleaning lady and gets no information from her. No, no. And she just goes, Get out of here. You're mean. You're not really <laughs> Yeah, his brother. I can see She's you. She's also a racist. Yeah, she said, he said That's yeah. my brother. She says, I can see you, dumb American. <laughs> but he finds a note and he goes around to Chinatown to get someone to translate. And yep. he, he doesn't, but he goes right to like the pool hall, like all the places <laughs> where the bad guys are hanging
0: out. Yeah, the seedy places where bad guys clearly hang out. He sees the uh, what is it, the the Bobby, and they use the I can never say right. Is it Wen N G U U E N or something? What Bobby Wen? That's the default like Asian last name too.
1: Oh, the Nguyen N G U Y N Y E N, Bobby Nguyen. Yeah, and it was actually a funny thing where they were saying how, don't be so American, Bobby, or something. Which is really well. His name is Bobby, so we're already there, (laughs) right? Uh he's, he's Christian Slater is a bad kid and he's fighting with his parents and uh his dad he comes home and his dad is watching a VHS of them having the worst game of catch ever. It's like the saddest <laughs> American home videos ever.
0: I don't know what the the implication of the frisbee is because most like generic American home videos if they're playing catch it's baseball or football and in this case it's frisbee and christian slater's like oh i fucking hate frisbee so forget this game yeah. if it was anything else fine but frisbee i'm out
1: and it sucks too because the vhs is like hard to you can't it's not like on your phone you got to buy the tape you got to put it in you got to get someone to film it and then it's the worst day ever like i get why they didn't throw it out because they put
0: oh yeah and they probably yeah, have totally. like
1: an episode of maddox or simon and simon on the, on the rest of the tape why throw out the whole tape yeah but but that's how the dad realizes he's being a jerk
0: oh yeah yeah and then that's when uh i believe christian slater finally opens up to him and is they have like a real exchange as father and son for maybe the first time in the entire movie
1: yeah this guy is two kids and also the parents kind of don't act that sad it's not about the dead son anymore it's all about christian slater (laughs) (laughs)
0: even though we chose him and they make the point and you were feeling left out your entire life it's still really been about you the whole time
1: yeah yeah we, we obviously don't give a shit I mean we, no. we've moved on now we're worried about you <laughs> uh, and then he starts macking on his dead brother's girlfriend that's the love creepy interest. right yeah is it dead bros before hose I thought yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that seemed really strange the whole time like I, I understand in the beginning forming the relationship to get information about the father and then at some point, you got to draw that hard line though, and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, I- I'm not my brother. Like the-, the the cleaning lady said, I'm clearly nothing like my brother. So let's not start that up here.
1: Uh, the guy is is shot. The cop "Oh, so, oh!" At the end of the film, I'm sorry, just taking notes because it is really it's a great film to watch because it's filled with so much ridiculous, so many ridiculous moments.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: Um, so one guy gets shot. And the, the cool cop runs over to Christian Slater to see if he's okay. And you're yeah. Like, what about the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's skinned his knee, and the other one's losing blood. He doesn't have a title credit. Forget <laughs> <laughs> him. That's a good point. They're not going to do a close up. Uh, no. On, no way. No. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> now, what what are some other things you liked about this film?
0: Uh oh man, there are so many things I like about this. The uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, um, and he does it multiple times. Whenever he gets super frustrated, it's like, oh, I gotta skateboard and just take it out that way. So like he hits the half pipe for the first time and just keeps going back and forth and that's his frustration after his brother dies. And then later on he gets all angry again. And then it's my favorite scene where uh, he's doing all the the floor ground tricks continuously. It's so blatant that it's an acting double, a stunt double, like an actual skateboarder with like a poofy spike wig going on but then they do the upper body shots of christian slater where he's just flailing his arms as if it coincides with his feet at the time they don't even try to fake it it's just no. the top of
1: christian slater just moving his arms like flash names, yeah and then somebody else's legs on the bottom and it's like a, an asian woman doing it by mistake yeah oh yeah and it's so great it's, so great it's, the, the wig is great i thought it was a helmet like a fuzzy helmet because <laughs> they didn't want the kid to hurt himself it was like troll hair. Yes, definitely. They really spiked it up. <laughs> it looks American, I guess. Yeah,
0: spiky like American hair.
1: And I like Christian Slater's hair because I have that curly hair that can never spike up in the 80s. So I was like, wow, ah, that I appreciate. So when they had the kid with the spiky hair, that's when I had to call bullshit.
0: So now cool. you got to start uh, bleaching or highlighting those tips and really bring out your inner Christian Slater. It's happen. Hey, yeah. don't make fun of me. You're the one wearing Vans right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. At least I have uh, black socks and sandals because I'm a dad <laughs> I'm wearing my age. Uh, now, would you recommend this? Oh, before I ask you that, have you seen his other movie? What's your favorite Christian Slater movie?
0: Oh, that is such a hard question. Um, I think maybe and at least what the most influential to me, and we can say this on a podcast, I guess, is uh, pump up the volume. Who didn't see that and want to be like, oh, I totally want to be a radio guy at this point, a broadcaster of some kind. I did love that movie too. And it was just until I realized his bro,
1: it was just a weird thing like, he got like 12 people and they're all very excited when he, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> his huge field of revolution is like a baker's dozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like my podcast, but yeah, who
0: are we bitching about? That's a good audience. Right yeah. All
1: right. He's a new and noteworthy and we're yeah. not. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a great... And that was another film where they're like, well, Howard Stern is doing so well. How do we get the kids who listen to the talk radio, the Rush Limbaugh kids, into the theaters? Uh, totally. And the, the skating scenes in here were just... Yeah, it was so ham-fisted, so, like, pushed in there. But uh, it,
0: Oh, yeah, and a lot of it, for absolutely no reason, they would just be like, oh, we gotta... We didn't do this trick yet, so we're gonna have, at some point, we're gonna have them hit this huge jump. We're gonna have them sail across the air cool grab on the skateboard and just smash through a window effectively doing nothing at all whatsoever he didn't impact that scenario in any way shape or form no he had no choice he just they're like let's just do
1: it we paid for the window we got the (laughs) stunt double right here tony hawk's in the film so
0: oh yeah driving the pizza hut truck for double points
1: (laughs) right right he'll do stunts and he'll drive the truck and (laughs) he's delivering the pieces it was a tough time in tony's life (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's another great film he made called cuffs have you seen that the christian I have not slater seen cuffs. uh private eye movie i guess he wanted to hit every genre he could he got oh, the totally. skater movie he's got the talk radio movie uh it's another great we should do that in the future um oh yeah so would you recommend this film to somebody
0: highly recommend yeah highly recommend even for just uh the 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 80s like i love it based on i think pure nostalgia But if you ever want to be like, hey, you want to know what movies in the 80s were like? Gleaming the Cube is just a perfect example of that.
1: I think so, too. Yeah, it's such a great 80s film. It's right up there with Flashdance and and all the other. It's so it it does. It doesn't travel well in terms of through time.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's a time capsule film, which is even further enhanced by the fact that one of these kids has a bomb shelter for a room in his yard.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, this is a little out of it, too. That was... Oh, and so Christian Slater realizes he's got to be... He's got to change from being a skater punk to being a clean-cut guy. And uh, he takes down the punk rock posters from his wall, and he puts on the preppy outfit, and no one recognizes him in school. Uh, It was great. And it's all
0: based on one conversation. He throws out his entire life up to that point after one conversation with his dead brother's uh, girlfriend.
1: She's like, shape up. Yeah. Yeah, and... I just love people just making fun of him. Like, there's no way you can get away with that.
0: I love too that uh, he he used these the skateboard. I didn't realize the skateboard was such a great tool for stealth when he's sneaking into the warehouse at some point and like rolling around on his belly on the skateboard and like underneath things. And he's got some strength behind him too, like pushing a, a trailer of two security guards down a hill and after locking him in there and stuff, that was impressive.
1: Do you think the writers were out there, typewriter, and they're going, what else can we do with a, with a skateboard? <laughs> well, I don't know. Hold on. Let's see what else we got.
0: Yeah, yeah it basically just became like a, a brainstorm. They had a cloud on the wall. They wrote skateboard in the middle and drew all of the things coming out from the sides. We can do this. We can do this. Now, how do we wedge it into a plot? Ah, who cares? Let's I, just throw them in.
1: I'm impressed that there is a plot because a lot of these movies like breaking. You know, it's just they they meet up, they do a lot of breakdancing, and then there's a big competition at the end. So this movie could have been a big competition at the end, Karate Kid-type movie.
0: I love that one of the climactic scenes. Again, like, everything they kind of do, aside from the investigation piece itself, really doesn't have huge impacts on the characters or how things play out. Like, they have this big, epic climax of all the skateboarders at the top with the Pizza Hut truck. And all they do really by that, having people down, uh, going down the hill, is having the bad guy inconvenienced by like taking a right hand turn. Yeah.
1: It wasn't and just changing scary. his
0: route. Yeah. No,
1: not at all. But you're, you're underselling it. It was a huge buildup to them. It being, was a huge buildup.
0: Yeah. He grabbed his pads like a superhero suit and like suited up and called the guys. And Tony Hawk had four phones and he had to answer the right one. And it was huge. It was- you know, I, I would hate it to have been the guy
1: that ordered the pizza just before they got their call on the phone. <laughs> and you're sitting there with your wife. You're like, I, just give them five more minutes. Well, yeah. so, this pizza is freezing cold. What are you talking about,
0: man? I came right over. <laughs> there- we had to stop a cartel or something. I can't even keep track anymore.
1: Right. You're wondering where the pizza is. You're watching live news and you see your pizza right there. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's arrested. mine.
0: Bring it this way.
1: Um, So, uh... Is there a moral to this film for you? Was there
0: a moral that you learned? <laughs> uh, don't change who you are. <laughs> like he put on this disguise of being like his brother, and then ultimately, any time he took the skateboard again, it was uh, I'm back in my normal clothes again. That was just a costume, and now I'm just going to shirk authority. And uh, and adults are stupid. That's the apparent other moral, because the whole time he's like, you're not listening to me, and authority's dumb, and I hate adults, and. Guess who's right in the end? Yeah, yeah. People, parents are
1: stupid in that. And I think if you are gonna, for oh, when he changes the hairstyle, he got scissors. Yeah, he
0: cut his hair, and it was longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes back. He's a werewolf. Uh, was that it's, it like, it's like Teen Wolf 3, Gleaming the Cube. I
1: would have loved to have seen Teen Wolf 3,
0: Gleaming the Cube. Hell yeah. That
1: would have been a great movie. Yeah, he could have been a werewolf and he's doing skating tricks. I would have watched he was that. Already,
0: movie. He was already surfing on or uh, skateboarding on buses, so it's not anything different to really have a, a skateboard on any of them.
1: That's why I would have learned to skateboard, just to do that in New York City or, you know, that would have been fun. I don't, oh, totally. Totally. I've been dead, but it would have been fun. <laughs> when to try or does it tell us about how your- could you
0: deprive people of this this podcast though with you being dead from skateboarding accidents that's not cool
1: so you everyone here is very lucky that i'm so uncoordinated that i cannot skateboard <laughs> unless i'm sitting <laughs> on it and going down a small hill otherwise no show all 12 old bakers dozen of you uh, <laughs> you think christian slater will let me will do a promo on his show for me oh i have no doubt okay, no good. doubt uh and to pump up your volume so how do people find your show what does it tell us about your show
0: uh, so my shows, The Geek Generation, uh, we're over at thegeekgeneration.com, obviously on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on all those places where you can find us. We basically just talk about, we're like every other podcast that's out there. We talk about movies, TV shows, video games, uh, basically anything in the realm of geeks. And uh, I'll announce here for the first time that we're actually starting a spinoff podcast uh, within a matter of weeks that is movie centric. So your audience might like that as well. It's basically going to be a book club four movies. We'll watch a different movie every week. Um, ones that we love. The only thing that's weird for me is that they're going to be my co-host always chooses the movie. So I, my whole goal was to just watch stuff that I never got around to. And so far, their goal is trolling me with things that I normally don't watch. So like, what are <laughs> that's- some of the things? Uh, well, I hate horror movies. I can't get into them, and I really just make fun of them anytime I watch them. So, uh, like three out of the first six we we've recorded are all horror movies. Just to fuck with you. Absolutely. What's
1: the name of that podcast going to be? Do you have one?
0: Uh, that will be Random Movie Club.
1: Oh, that's great. So check out Random yeah. Movie Club. No, you Geek Generation. It's um. You have great guests on it too. Some of the people you've had on—you've had Fitzsimmons, Greg Fitzsimmons.
0: We've had Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, we've had Tony Horton from P90X. Uh, we had Chris Gore um, a few years ago. We recently had uh, a 16-year-old Disney actress, um, G. Hanelius, who started up like a a nail app to make your own custom nail wraps. It's it is all over the place. Uh huh. How do you yeah. get that? And what do you? You have a lot of cosplay people on. I do. Um, we've had a lot of cosplay people on. I to cosplay myself i only have one costume i dress up as batman and go to things so uh we are very interested in cosplay and we like talking to people about the craft of what they do and what it's like being out at a convention with just people stopping you all the time for pictures and autographs and all that stuff what are some of the things they they get from that or what do you get when you're batman um i haven't liked necessarily that kind of attention so i don't do it that often i'm usually out at conventions working anyway and doing interviews and stuff like that but Um, The thing that is the most fulfilling for sure is when like a little kid comes up to you and their eyes just open so wide and they're like, oh, my God, like you're the real Batman. But it has turned on me once like there was a when I went to San Diego Comic-Con last year was the first time I ever dressed up and I dressed up as Batman. And there was a father with his little daughter, like so small that he was still holding her and her eyes lit up huge like that when she saw me. And when I went over to give her a high five, it turned 180. And I got too close, apparently, and she freaked out, like, oh, my God, it's real now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, it was too much for her to handle.
1: Yeah, that, that is a lot. I, I dress up as yeah. the, the creepy middle-aged guy who pretends not to look right at the women. who. Walk I see up. that costume a lot, you do? <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, do they talk about that in the women? Because some of the women who are on the cosplay, what it's like to dress up. Obviously, oh, absolutely. What What is some of the reactions they get, or what are they...
0: There's a whole movement of uh, called "cosplay is not consent," where they're really trying to push all these uh, rules and understandings of people. Like, just because they're dressed up as a character that might be scantily clad or someone that you really like, doesn't mean that they are that character. Like, they're still a human being. You can't just go up and grab someone. The same time too, in that same instance in San Diego, I was out on the street. I was outside of the convention hall. And this, like, 40-year-old Latino woman grabbed my ass because I was Batman and wearing tights, and apparently that makes it okay. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. I was not expecting that, but that stuff happens all the time, and it's really, really inappropriate.
1: I'm not Robin. Slow down. Yeah. you a freak. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I only like the little boys like Robin and uh, Nightwing and all. Come on, don't <laughs> you have to read the books? Read the court yeah.
1: papers. Um, <laughs> so, and also we're both we know each other from the Independent Podcast Alliance, which totally I haven't really talked about in this podcast, which is weird because it's my group and I, I never talk about it. But
0: if you, I figured those people would be on all the time,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. So if you have a podcast, it's a Facebook group where people who uh, do podcasts from the living room go and uh, trade stuff, and mostly people say, "Hey, can I be? Uh, can I?" Re- promote this on your show but it's a lot of great questions if you have any questions or anything is there anything you've gotten from that group
0: oh totally it's been uh i've had people on from the ipa um there's just a lot of great collaboration i've learned a lot of things that way and uh, a couple of years ago or something i was the one that ran the uh the daily podcast blast where we were um kind of checking out each other's shows and leaving ratings for each other try and boost up the ratings and all that stuff
1: yeah that helped a lot That's actually most of my rating.
0: You know, I'll get a new rating. I'll get real excited,
1: and then I'll see the name and the vague uh, review. Great movie (laughs) show.
0: We like movie shows. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just have foreign listeners that that have some broken English. Yeah, it's some guy from IPA doing five at once, so
1: people hit his. But you should definitely go check out Rob's show, and also go to our um, iTunes pages if you like them, and say you like the show, put a comment that helps. Is there anything else that helps the,
0: the show? Like, is there any... Because people always say, I don't know if that really makes a difference. If we get people leaving reviews and stuff, yeah. and I think reviews help. I mean, they slow down after a while. It's like for a while you get a ton of them and then they just kind of peter off. But um, as far as like getting listeners and stuff, it's really I found having guests on is the best way. As long as those guests share the show, that's really how you're going to attract new people. And we're not an interview heavy show. We have them on once in a while. So that's why our ratings are where they are. But uh, when we do have guests on, you always see that bump. And sometimes they stick around. Sometimes they don't.
1: Yeah, sometimes we get a
0: huge bump and then they won't stick around. You're like, what? Yeah,
1: all right. Well, thanks for coming once. But, uh, <laughs> well, thanks so much, man. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you on Facebook. All right, man. Good talking to you. All right, talk to you later. Adam, that, that, we're we're out of time for this interview.